0: Welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us, fully clothed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, Kaylin has no Wi Fi. So it is myself and my lovely friend, Patricia, here. We're going to dive into a little bit of holiday talk. And as per usual, I don't know what else. it's. We're just going to go with it. So without further ado, I know you're nervous, but it's okay. I'm going to introduce Patricia. And Patricia, we're going to start with something as basic as basic can be. Just introduce yourself to our listeners in a way, you know, in societal terms. Like I'm Mel, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and then just flow from there.
1: Okay, Um, I'm Patricia, I'm a mom, I work full-time, and I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you tell our listeners where you work? Because I find... Okay, <laughs> hey, let me... I'm going to paint a picture for you all first. Patricia, we look like siblings. Actually, funny story, and during the panorama ding-dong times when we were in isolation, we were able to do little sneaky... <laughs> dates because my neighbors thought she was me <laughs> so it worked out very well i
1: think they still think of sometimes
0: oh yeah i yeah. completely agree um so um so anyways yeah we look exactly the same so picture mel some similarities uh but a very down-to-earth soft-spoken meek human being and then she told me one day hey Mel I got a job can you tell people where
1: you work?" so yeah I work for a tech company um but we make menu boards for weed dispensaries and yeah I remember telling my mom and she's like oh that's like a pretty odd for you like I don't do any recreational anything you'll never catch me even having a drink so people are like you're doing what i'm like yeah but it's cool i love it so it's it's there's lots of like one-on-one person person one-on-one talking with people with clients and stuff like that but um yeah i know it's it's different when clients try to talk to me about their products i'm like can't i can't help you there (laughs) Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when she told me, because originally you didn't
0: say tech company, you just said view, and you're like marijuana like, dispensary. I'm like,
1: what? Mine, yeah, my background is in childcare. Went to school to work with kids with disabilities, worked in daycares, ran my day. I mean, that's how we met, yeah. watching your kids. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the cannabis industry now. So, you know. I mean, and one could say that they probably are somewhat childlike yeah and that's exactly it so when I started I was like hey like I introduced myself to everyone at, at the company I was is I went an entry level and they were like yeah so you know what's your background I'm like well went to school to work with people with disabilities and now I'm here and like well you are gonna do perfect because talking to some of these clients I love them all they're great but um trying to get them to know how to use a remote um being on calls you know we're we're redesigning i do lots of redesign work and they're literally sitting there like grinding ups have like bongs i'm like oh okay this is how this is gonna go i'm like okay right and people i work with who do a lot more like there's somebody in the advertising side he's like yeah like at first i would like get ready wear suits to you know meet with clients over zoom And they're just totally like, no, that's, that's not them. He's like, now I can just like, I wear a cap. Like I can just be super chill. And most like, we have a very like range of clients. We have older clients that that's not what they do. They're just in the business because it's the business. And then we have lots of people who, yeah, they, I think they smoke a lot of their own, their own stuff. And it's cool though. It's a cool industry to work in. So,
0: no, I mean, when you have a passion, you got to go for it. Mine's movement, so I'm going to move. Some people's is token up. So good for you. Um, yeah. Anyways, it, it is funny how we met because people ask me. I consider uh Patricia and her kiddos family, so friends that have turned to fr- family. But it was when I was going back to work. So I would have had Avi, Rowie, and Rael. And I was looking for someone because I was going back casual to do casual child care. And a lot of day homes don't. You have to part-time or full-time and in nursing the, you can be full-time for two weeks and then have no shifts so I was it on Facebook It was on Facebook. yeah on Facebook so
1: crazy to me like you do not seem like the person that would find somebody on Facebook to watch our kids
0: no now that I'm saying of that like yeah. the, the, the universe was something was yeah. so, something was happening because that's not me <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway so we met yeah. And then you started watching the kiddos and then, I don't know, it just kept rolling. Yeah. We just hit it off right, right away. And I mean, it also, we have two kids the same age yeah. and our youngest two are XOXOs. Sometimes they're XOs off because they're just, they don't like each other.
1: XOXOs fight sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: they do fight. They're troublemakers. If they're quiet, something's wrong. Like there's toothpaste all over the place or nail polish on someone's face or hand soap on the ground. (laughs) And then Patricia thinks she's going to clean it up with water.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, those two together. Oh my goodness. But I mean, like I look through my pictures, like I have Avery, like just learning how to walk and Rowan in his sleep sack. And like, you know, our photo albums like consist of like your kids in there. Although McKenna often asks like, well, are they like family, family, or like family I can marry. So oh. I'm like, well, you can marry that family, right? Like that's okay. So she's deciding between Avery and Rowan. still. so right. well, we'll see, we're going to become actual family one yeah. day somehow.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're open to anything. If it's <laughs> Avery and McKenna, Rowan and McKenna, Hey, yeah. one way or another, we're going to be at a wedding together celebrating, but, uh, yeah, it was just a friendship that unfolded and um, we're very lucky yeah. to have you and the kiddos. Now, we're heading into holiday season. So, naked and a little bit afraid. We're unscripted. Sometimes we have a, a way we want to go. And uh, I want to sit down with Patricia and have this conversation because I think it's really important. I don't think it's talked a lot about... um. There's a stigma maybe to it. I don't know. Um, But I want to break the barriers a bit. So we're going to do that here. Um, Christmas is crazy. Christmas is hectic. Christmas as a single parent uh, and a newly single parent um, probably looks a little bit different. So my question to you is how are you finding this holiday season so far? I mean, we've just entered it. Well, kind of, sort of. You've had your Christmas lights up forever. I have nothing up. But how are you finding it right now, like in the present moment, in that foresight? Because I know you think ahead of the game. Um, Yeah. How are you doing and feeling?
1: Well, and funny you say like my christmas lights are up my christmas tree is up we've always done a real tree every year that's always been our thing however that was a dad and son thing. so setting up the fake christmas tree i think early earlier than we normally do we did it november 12th is when we set it up but i definitely feel this year it's like i feel like i have to do extra to make up right so it's like Okay, we're gonna go all out. We're gonna do, I'm gonna make sure you guys get the gifts that you guys want. Even though typically it's like, no, you just need what you need. This year I'm like, well, no, I want to make sure they have everything. I want it to be like perfect. And then like, you know, decorations. I'm like, well, let's set the decorations up earlier so it can be perfect. Like I'm just like really striving to make sure it's like a Christmas they'll remember and not be like, oh, that was the first Christmas we didn't have. Um, our dad. So which was My son, like LJ, he really gets it and he understands. And I think he, you know, there's of course details as to why his dad and I aren't together that he doesn't know, but like, he understands it. He knows that that's not how it wasn't healthy, that we shouldn't have been together, but McKenna's five. So for her, like setting up the Christmas tree was hard because it was like, oh, this is the first year without daddy. And it was a bit of a meltdown actually that day. So that was hard. And then we do Santa pictures every year. We don't never always do them as a family. Most of the time, it was actually me taking the kids. I think we have two from the last eight years that he's in them. So, and I put out the pictures every year. And for me, I'm like, I don't, I don't want that in my space. There's lots of hurt, lots of negative feelings there. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want those pictures up. But McKenna wanted them up and LJ didn't want them up. And it was like, Okay, like, well, what do we do? And I told her she could put them in her room. So it's like just these little tiny details. Um, I mean, like Christmas shopping and that stuff. For me, at least, it's no different than any other year. I did all the decorating. I did all the shopping. I did all the planning. Like it was always on me. I did it all myself. And um, my ex-husband, he was travel salesman, so he was never home. Like I did it all by myself, hanging up Christmas lights. I do it. So it's like, it's a strange, I don't know, this year it's like, the strange part is it's like, there's part of like a relief, like, oh, there's not going to be a fight this Christmas. (laughs) There's, I don't have to worry about this person doing that. There's not going to be an outburst for, you know, this. And um, I'm really, really fortunate that um, the kids' grandparents, my ex's parents are, highly involved still in the life and I'm still going to be spending Christmas with them. I don't have any actual family here, just kind of created family myself. Um so it's it's strange because it's still very similar to mm-hmm. before, but I think before and it's it's hard to say for other single parents because for me, I was I always felt really like a single parent. I was always kind of on my own, but it's it's stressful, even before and now stressful because it's like, okay, am I going to have enough to make sure I can get them this and then pay for this and then make sure I can have this and still be able to do this, right? Like, where do I take for this and that, right? So it's it's tough. It's tough, but we're navigating. I'm a little nervous about actual Christmas Day, though. I don't know how. I know LJ will be fine. I do don't know how McKenna's going to be. Um, I don't know how, like, she still she still says lots of things, but it's like, well, is she going to, and me, thinking ahead and stressing about things that may or may not happen because you and I are like that. Um, but it's like, okay, is she going to wake up and be like, oh, like, this is our first, cri- I'm wrapping, opening the, th- the way she says things, right? I'm opening this present and it's the first time without daddy and then start to cry. We're going to be with his parents where, yeah, he isn't. And like, are they, if she gets upset, are they going to feel a certain way about her being upset and him not being there? And I don't know. I still feel that like that guilt about certain things, which I know I shouldn't feel there's nothing I should feel guilty about. I did everything I could. The situation is what it is, but I don't know. I, I think currently the hard part is over but I think there's hard parts that can come. And I think that those hard parts may be on Christmas Eve and Christmas and I'm dreading them. And I am like the person that dreads all these things and then nothing happens. And I'll probably have anxiety the entire day about one little thing happening. Um, But I think the way I've spoken to the children kind of about what's happening and how it's going is really going to help during that time. But so far it's it's been a little bit <laughs> less hard than most years because i'm not looking for somebody else to be doing it i'm like i'm not sitting here well why aren't you christmas shopping and why are you waiting till christmas morning to see what they have or Why aren't you sitting on the floor with them Christmas morning? Why, like, you know, why are you not trying to get them to sleep? It's just, it's going to be me. I'm going to sit with my kids on Christmas morning. Like I always do. I'm going to get them to bed on Christmas night. Like I always do. But without that feeling like, oh, why are you doing it? Like, that's not fair. Which to me, I wouldn't want it any other way, but it still just always bugs me. That's like, well, like they're only these little babies for so long. And I think, I don't know, so far, I feel like it's been, Easier, less stress. but I mean, you know my situation where it's like I think there's a lot of stress <laughs> taken out of my life right now. So it's it, it's a very strange thing and of course all single parents, very different, very different situations. Um, I'm fortunate enough that financially I'm not struggling in that sense, but I come from a single mom where I know Christmas for her was like, you know, not the time of year for her it wasn't a happy jolly time for her because single mom five kids she was on for most of the time you know we would get Christmas hampers didn't know if we'd get presents or so so I see I see the different spectrums and I think I've really worked hard on getting myself to a place but I think I've kind of been preparing for this I think I've kind of it wasn't a when, it wasn't an if, it was a when. So I've always kind of been mentally preparing where for some single moms, that's not the case for them where it, it's dropped on them. Maybe they were full-time stay-at-home parents. So like this Christmas season, different struggle than mine. So it, it's hard. Like, I don't want to speak for all single parents, of course, because it's not the case. And I firsthand know that from, you know, having to budget with my mom, figure out, okay, are we going to get these presents or this presents and having the discussion, well, do you guys want a group present or do you want something very small each? And so it's, it's, it's hard to say, right? Because it's so, it's such a spectrum of different situations. Mm
0: -hmm. No, for sure. I think too. Yeah. Life is relative. So my life is drastically different than another person's life who is married with three children similar age but i think it's super cool to just listen to your side of the story and also what i find fascinating and if your mom does listen to this is and i'm assuming and i could be very wrong but as a parent in general no matter what your life you're always worried you're going to mess your kids up or you're not doing enough for them or you're failing them somehow so i can assume that that probably ran through your mom's head and like, I mean, I I do truly believe you are as resilient as you are because of the way your childhood went and watching your mom go through those struggles and like you, like you said, you knew it was a mad, not a matter of if but when. So you were already, I mean, this is our personality trend, thinking ahead to make sure that you were in a place that when it happened, whether you initiated it or him, you would be okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I wanted to make sure, and I knew for a very long time that it wasn't, that's not what was meant for me, that it wasn't healthy. That's not what I wanted my kids to see. I didn't, I knew that already. Um. Now I always had hope. And I had, you know, I had very little faith, but I had hope and I so badly wanted it to work, but he just wasn't that person. He'll never, he could never be that person And even if he can be that person, it's not going to be that person for me. Um, which really sucks, um, because coming from a single mom and from a broken home and you know, it's, you, you want that, right? You want that for your kids, um, but ultimately, you have to you have to show your kids how you should be treated like that. That's not an OK way to be treated. And I think that's more important than saying, here's a family. <laughs> that's that's not how it is. And um, yeah, and I think no matter what you do as a parent, you're still always, always worried. Am I am I doing enough? And um, are they going to hate me? Am I going to screw them up? And it's funny. yeah. My mom like it was hard we, we didn't grow up in the greatest place. Um, you see news clipping us all the time about where we grew up and people we grew up with. And, you know, I follow a lot of people on Facebook who are doing really amazing, but five kids out of there. I always thought like, what are the odds, right? There's five of us, like somebody has to Royal, like one of us has to. And I talk to my mom almost every day and we still discuss I'm like, you know what you did the best you could with what you were given and my mom grew up you know her mom had left when she was super young so my mom never had a mother figure in the home she did have her grandma but it wasn't the same she we often say my mom is a great dad and she was always a great dad she would do what she needed to do to get by and I'm not trying to say there's you know the stigmas of dad and mom because I totally do not agree with those anymore but when you look at it, she's like, I was a great dad and you were a great mom. I, I raised my brothers. I was there. Like it was always me and her. Um, I do have an older sister, but our personalities, nothing alike. Um, that just me, that's always how I have been, but I've always been in that, that mode of, we got to do it. We got to get through it. We're going to get through it. And, um, for a long time, I feel like I lost that in me where it was like, well, this person's telling me that he's going to give me this and he's going to provide this and this is how it's going to be. And it'll be like this. And, um, and I just, and then it finally, like, I don't know why it took so long and, you know, no fault to me. I was young. um, I am young, but, you know, I was younger. I had faith. I was, you know, sold this, you know, this fairy tale story basically. But then it finally just kicked in for me. and it's like, nope, that's never going to happen. You can have faith as much as you want, but that's never going to happen. And you yourself are going to get to a place where you do not need anybody. If you want somebody, that's great, but you do not need anybody for anything. You can do it. Now, that's not to say that sometimes I need help. (laughs) You know, of course, everybody does, but I never want... I never wanted to be and nor want to be in a position again where I feel like I have to be with somebody just because I need them just because I need them for Christmas so that my kids have a, you know, proper Christmas. Um, I've worked very hard, I think, to get to where I am mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, financially. I feel like I've worked really, really hard at it. And I think it goes to show that here's the Christmas season yes, emotionally things are tough, but financially my kids are okay. You know, we are going to be okay for Christmas. I'm not worried about this or that. And that's because I've fought so hard to make sure that that's, that was never going to be the case. My kids aren't going to have a poor Christmas because, you know, their father and I aren't together. And I think And that's, and again, that's not to say that that's a situation for everybody, but I think for anybody who's in a situation similar to mine where they know that they shouldn't be, just start working towards that because that will save you so much. If you can open up a separate account, start putting a little bit of money into that account because that will help you. Of course, if you can do so safely, because that's another thing is, that can be tricky, but like, just start working towards getting yourself to that place. If your partner is telling you they don't want you to have a career, who cares? <laughs> if they don't want you to do that, who cares? Do what you want to do. Get yourself to the place you need to be at. Because I am so thankful for the people around me. One of my close friends back home, she she was the one. She like get a separate account, start putting some money in it, start doing that. Um, because I think ultimately most people knew. Most people knew I shouldn't have been in that relationship. Um, I think a lot of people, there actually are a lot of people that did tell me, um, that questioned me, that, why are you with him? We don't know. (laughs) Right? And um, a part of it, yeah, it's part of it was because, (laughs) you know, I had faith. Um, The other part of it is I moved out here. I was 19 we, you know, we were, I met him when I was 18. We did long distance for a year. I moved out here. I have no family. I, you know, that that's my family. His mom is my best friend. His sister is one of my really good friends. You know, his, his dad is, you know, that that's my family. So I think a part of it was losing that. And I'm very fortunate that I didn't lose it, but yeah, it's, I'm so thankful this Christmas to still have that. Because that was, I think my biggest fear in that relationship was losing family. Like that's 10, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. Uh,
0: yeah. I think when you're in a relationship like that, too, like. You not only invested a lot of time, you had two children. Yep. yep. And so I can only imagine I was in a relationship with no children. And I couldn't leave. It was him who left me. Yep. Um, and you are. You are holding out hope because you've painted a vision in your head of the pipe dream that they have fed you. Yep. And you also have lied to others for so long that you kind of start believing it in a way, even though you know it's a half assed like belief, you do slightly believe it and people will tell you what are you doing get out you're like no no it's it's like no it's coming it's we're almost there and then they give you a glimmer you're like oh nailed it and then it falls so again and i've said this to you before it's no fault of your own at all yeah and uh i mean yeah we were all just waiting on the sidelines with our pom-poms but um no, I think, yeah, you're, I mean, your kids are very, very fortunate. I mean, I've told you how many times over and I'll keep saying it, how strong you are and how resilient you are and how proud I am of you. Um, and uh, I think you've done such a great way of explaining it while still respecting him yeah. and not tarnishing him in the eyes of McKenna which that when my kids ask me I have a hard time so I can't imagine like you have done a very like unbelievable job getting yourself out going through the shit storm getting to the other side and I say other side because you still have other doors to go through but getting through that door um, while being respectful, even though uh, you were extremely disrespected the other time, uh, a lot. So, um, I don't know. I think they're going to have a great Christmas. I mean, I saw your bloody tree. Jeez. I was looked under, I was like, those all presents you're like yeah my like, good golly yeah but i think they're going to have a great time because you are a like you said it's not going to be much different mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things it's not um if anything it actually might make you more present and enjoy it a little bit more because you're not anxious of the snapback that's going to happen to you
1: exactly yeah and that's it's funny so i i've spoken to other people too and like that's it's hard because there's a part of me like well what if something does happen what but it's like every christmas every christmas season i've had since i've been out here there's been one at least one of the days there's screams about this or that or you know the guy he never put the christmas presents under the tree and one year I'm like okay you're on the hot tub I'm just gonna go put them under the tree because that's what I do and there's an argument about that the next year I'm like hey, okay, not gonna touch the Christmas presents and then you don't put the Christmas presents under the tree I'm like what like what does it matter like what does it matter and you know you have an argument with somebody in your family I don't have your back I'm not that is not my place to say no he's right you're wrong no you guys need to figure yourselves out you need to figure that out and it was always, it's always something. And, you know, oh, is he going to play the music too loud? Oh, is he going to, you know, say something to my kids that's really going to make me upset? Is he going to say this or do that? And, you know, there was every Christmas year. it was like, what is going to, what's this year going to be like? What is this argument going to be about? Like, and it's pointless arguments. And I'm like this year, I'm like, you know what? Like, I can just sit and I can relax and my kids will open their presents and we will do that. And I'm not going to be angry while opening presents because that's what would essentially happen every year. Is I would sit there mad because he's sitting there on his phone. He's sitting there on his phone. And I mean, now that we know everything that he was doing, who knows what he was doing on his phone? Um But, you know, now I don't have to I don't have to sit there and think that it's like, no, I can just sit here with my kids and enjoy it and not be upset that somebody else is not enjoying it as much as I am, you know, and it's like that and it's not my responsibility. It never should have been. I should have never made it seem like it was mine, that he was present for them, that he was their dad, that he did this or that but you feel like you have to be, you know? And for me, I come again from a single mom. I don't know my dad. I never had that experience, right? I never had my dad sit there and watch me open the presents. And okay, for the most part, most dads don't actually know, you know? And again, you know, there are some amazing, you know, really great dads that are fully involved in that stuff. And there's some amazing using great dads that just let their wives do those things. And there's some moms that just, don't let the dads involved in that. But I really wanted him involved in getting the gifts for the kids and just sitting there and watching them open the gifts. Like, I just, there's nothing better Christmas morning than watching your kids open gifts. And that's my take on Christmas. That's all I want. I don't want presents. I don't want this. I don't want that. But having the kids open the presents and see what they got and just seeing the smiles on their face. Even if it is a pair of underwear, my kids are excited. You know, um, I did. Yeah, I got my kids lots of gifts. But at the end of the day, I actually didn't. I didn't spend a whole lot. I didn't. It it looks like a whole lot because I wrap every single thing. If I'm getting them chapstick, I will wrap every single chapstick. (laughs) Because just I remember Christmas morning. And for us, we didn't get a lot you know, we would get like the necessities and my mom would wrap every single thing and just opening those. It was just the excitement of opening a gift. So I, you know, I, I just want to make sure that they have a good Christmas, that, that they remember this. And you know, what we do discuss a lot is because I work, I do work a lot and I work a lot of overtime just because that's my personality, but I explain to my kids, like, I am doing this so I can give you guys this. They also understand that I do my job so I can give them, you know, I can pay the bills for the house so I can, you know, send them to football, send them to dance, do all of these things. Right. Um, and I just want to make sure that they are aware that it takes work. Nothing just happens magically. Um that these you know they don't just come out of thin air but I do want them you know to know that you have to put in hard work for this to happen so I sometimes I feel okay am I spoiling them too much but I think I do try to explain to them in a sense and I do I also talk to my kids about not going to school and talking too much about what they got so that other kids aren't you know feeling upset because of that. Um, I'm also very fortunate that grandparents, they like to play Santa. One last thing, and it's been like that forever. So that's the other thing is, you know, some some gifts, grandparents do, do those things. So that's super helpful for me. But um, yeah, it's, I'm still, I, I think even Halloween, I always do big things for Halloween. That's always been me. But this year, it's like every Halloween activity I can find, I'm going to do it because you know what? Yeah, this is our first actual year, just the three of us. Most holidays, it's only been the three of us. But I'm like, I just have to go big. I have to go big. I have to make it the best one ever because I feel like I have to make up. And I shouldn't feel that way. I really shouldn't but I do and I can't help it. And, um, they're only going to be young for so long. They're only going to have these moments for so long. So I, you know, it's tiring, but I'm just want everything to be perfect. And like you, a perfectionist trying to get out of it, but I would like all those little details. I want them to have this and that Storybook, you know, storybook Christmas. This is how Christmas is, um, because I feel I couldn't give them that storybook family. Um, not to say that that won't happen or anything like that, but it's I'm trying. I'm really trying to just get everything right this year. So,
0: and when you're saying all that, I honestly think they would have the best Christmas just because you'll be happy mm-hmm. because your son is very receptive and very aware of the situation i do understand though you're trying to you're still trying to Mm -hmm. this is my opinion compensate yep for the lack of when i really think like i said you just being the mom you are that's probably what they'll remember but i do understand Mm -hmm. um what you're yeah What what you're getting at, and what and it's probably it's probably a part of your healing too, which that's fine. You're allowed to heal. (laughs) You've got a lot. You you're good. You you just heal away. Um, okay. See that wasn't bad, but I'm going to ask you a question now. Um, so we're coming to the end of 2023. It has been a year. A year of upset, fright, turmoil, loss, growth, probably some self-love. I mean, I can tell you, you sparkle more. Your eyes look happier. Your demeanor is happier. You seem more at peace. Um, You're going into 2024. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If you could sum up 2023... I'm going to ask you if you could sum up 2023 into one word. What do you think that word would be? And you're allowed to like ponder for a moment. You ponder while you're pondering. um, uh, If anyone, while you're pondering, I'm going to say this, uh, If anyone's listening to this and Patricia's story resonates with you or something um, is triggered within you, like always, reach out. I'm pretty sure Patricia would be more than happy to connect with you Um, because you don't have to do this alone. Life's scary enough. Life is hard enough. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what life you're living. Your story matters. And where you are in your story matters and just because you heard patricia's story and you're like oh, like her easy is your heart or her heart is your easy that doesn't make your story any less significant or her story any less significant or my struggles any less significant they're all significant because they're relative to you so yes if you heard something here and you're like oh, yeah i would like to talk about that just reach out um you're not alone. We're always here for you, Kay, and I Patricia is more than happy to talk as most of our guests are. Um Yeah, that's what I want to say. Is that long enough for you to ponder? So. Okay, she's got it.
1: Um I would say the word thunderstorm. Now, thunderstorm because they can sometimes be messy and scary and you know full of rain and possibly you know flooding just all those things but to me thunderstorms are absolutely beautiful because I mean the smell the feeling the way they look I I actually had just create made a post and 2023 was the hardest year for me and I said it 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 started with heartbreak it started with self-doubt and a, f- a feeling of loss, you know, a sense of loss. Like I, I lost this whole part of me. I lost, you know, my family, I lost, you know, I felt very lost, but it was also like the most growth I've ever had in my entire, and I've gone through a whole lot <laughs> in my life and I'm sure we'll come back on here and we can go into that. Cause I have plenty of stories. Um, but so much growth and self-confidence and you know I was just in camera this weekend and saw a good friend of mine who I've known her since LJ was a year old and she's like you are just glowing she's like you have grown so much since I first met you but she was actually there that week she was there that day that I found out that my ex-husband said he didn't want to do it anymore she was there And she held me and she looked at me and, well, do you need anything from him? like, nope. She's like, well, do you want anything? Nope. I was like, okay, you're right. And yeah, she's, you know, I'm happy to share my story with anybody that needs it. I'm happy to discuss anything with anybody that needs it after creating that post. And again, I try to be as respectful as possible when I say anything. I think I've only said – two things this year on social media in regards to it um both times people have reached out and they've shared their stories i'm happy to discuss anything with anybody and go through anything with anybody and any advice anybody needs (laughs) i'm here of course my story is different than everybody's um but i feel that there's a sense that you know similarities we can we can discuss so yeah like mel said i'm happy to share with anybody i'm happy to give advice and just be be a shoulder for anybody that needs one okay next question Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) what are you looking forward to in 2024
1: so 2024 um i mean i did i just enrolled in a new course um again entry level at a in the cannabis industry <laughs> in a tech company coming from childcare um i just started a new course that is really going to kickstart my career and to have the owner of the company i work for reach out to me and be like this is for you And then I spoke with the person that kind of runs that course, and I was like, you are for me. And I am so excited to just dive into my career. You know, I've always been about my children and about my family, and my children come before absolutely anything. I know I'm doing a good job there. It doesn't always feel like it, but I know I am. I know the type of kids they are and that's great. I love them everything. but I'm no longer pouring myself into somebody else aside from my children and I am so excited to pour myself into me and whether that's career, whether that's my you know mental state, physical state, but I am just so excited for 2024. I, you know I still have lots of healing to be, but it's I feel like it's really gonna be a year for me. And I'm so excited for it.
0: Me too. Me too. And I mean, your kids are always welcome here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, Patricia, thank you for coming on. I know you don't need me to say this to you, but I am very proud of you because I know what it's like to be in a relationship like that. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine adding kids and the growth you have made this year. I mean, I have known you now what? four, only four years. It seems like a lot longer than that. But like from when I first met you to now, unbelievably huge growth and self-confidence. And again, you don't need me to say this, but I'm very proud of you and your kids are awesome. And I love you all so very much. Um, Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. <laughs> we're we will definitely have you back on because I could dive into a lot of kettlefish, but we're gonna let some stuff simmer before we bring you on for that stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Any last thoughts? Any last um, if you could sum up any last words for our listeners regarding the holiday season, and just maybe the relative life of um, single parenthood.
1: Um, yeah, I do have a couple things about that. But I also wanted to say, like, I don't know how much you know, but like me being where I am has a lot to do with you as well. Um, You've, I'm going to cry now. I think you came into my life right when I needed it and you really helped me oh my god but you really helped me become the person i am today as well you've been here with me the whole time um just really pushing me to see who i am and what i deserve and just you are and for anybody and i'm sure there are so many people that agree there's so many people agree but you are such an amazing role model to so many people you like <laughs> no but you are though you have call me anytime you come here i'll come there i'll come get you no you deserve this you and i just want you to know that like you are a huge huge part of my story and even my mom she's like that mel <laughs> I just want to hug her. I want to tell her how much I love her. And just like you really, you being here, like, I don't know where, how I would have handled this without having you, you and Ryan and your kids. And I think it's just great. And I think that if people, people just need to find somebody like you, reach out to you. You are just the best person to have in their corner and i'm so thankful for that and you were you've truly helped me with so much more than you could even imagine so i did i just wanted to say that and anybody struggling this christmas just reach out to mel she has all the words all the words all the time Uh and i just want to say thank you
0: (laughs) i thought you were gonna make it through without crying (laughs) dang it well you're very welcome I mean, but everything was in you. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: But you pull it up. You know how to pull it up. (laughs) Thank you. you Really, really do. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Sometimes I just start spewing words. I don't know, and I can't repeat them because I don't know what I said.
1: But you don't even have to say things. Sometimes it's just you, just being there, just being there and showing up. Well, anytime, I'm always here, day or night. My door
0: is open for you on the podcast so my door is not open for you but I don't know you but give me a message and then I'll open it up for you okay we we've talked about boundaries I do need some boundaries no but I mean we're always here I'm always here to listen I'll listen to you for days because you do the same for me
1: yeah
0: all right listeners well there you have it if you have any questions um email us again subscribe to us on any podcasting platform like review we love to hear from you if you want to be on the show just message us if not we'll hunt you down like I hunted Patricia down and I'll force you to come on other than that thank you for stripping with us and as always stay weird